What's up, former party people? This is Jerry, you know, the one who actually combs his hair on the A is for Alcoholic podcast. Now, if you're finding value in listening to the AIFA podcast every week and you want to support sharing it with others, we invite you to become a sustaining monthly or per show contributor. Go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. It's super easy and it only takes a quick moment. It's about as easy as buying one of those pre-cooked space chickens from the grocery store, taking it outside, giving it a big old kiss, and kicking it into traffic. (laughs) Why would you do that? Anyway, you do you, and I'll do me. Again, go to patreon.com backslash AIFA. And with that, people, let's start the show. A is for Alcoholic is a program about recovery. My name is John, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Jerry, and I'm an alcoholic. Join us as we go through the alphabet of alcoholism one letter at a time. A is for alcoholic, and that's all right What's by up? me. What's up? Um, that's all right by me. <laughs> isn't, yeah. that, isn't that a song? It's like something like G is something, and that's all right by me. Isn't that like I think it was C kiss? is for cookie. I think you're talking about <laughs> Cookie Monster. <laughs> yes. I, I had this awesome gluten-free chocolate chip cookie the other day. It was fucking delicious. It was one of those bigger ones. And it uh-huh. actually came in a two-pack, and I ate them both. Like, I ate half of one, mm-hmm. and then I put it away, and then I came back. I was like, I just need to eat all this. I'm glad there were only two of them, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But it was really you good. <laughs> um, so what's going on out there, Jerry? Not much, <laughs> The fucking... Not much. The world... Not much in my personal life. Right, you know? yeah. I mean, you still, you still are self-quarantined until... I'm still in quarantine, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, this Jerry and I postponed the recording of this podcast by a day. There was, there was a couple of different reasons, but also we really weren't sure what to talk about exactly. And normally, normally we would just get on and, and say whatever and, you know, figure it out as we go. If we don't have like a defined or an outlined, um, point to make with the conversation, and um, I think with everything going on out in the world, it's really hard. Ho- every I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of the stuff that I was doing before, a lot of the stuff that I was into, the stuff that I wanted to work on, seems really trite right now. Yeah, it seems, it seems yeah, it unimportant, does. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> so. When we do this, I still think this is really important, and I think sobriety is is probably the only thing that I would say has to come before anything else that's going on out in the world. 
mm-hmm. you know, like because I can't be of service to anyone if I'm drunk. Right. And, um, you know, the point that I I think that I wanted to make and I, I, I think that I speak for Jerry as well is that, oh, well, and first, why is for you good? You good? Like you good? just checking in, you like good? hey, <laughs> like because nothing's good I, right I now. Think we're gonna get a lot of people being like, "No, I'm not fucking good not right fucking now. Good. I'm not good at all." You know, <clears throat> um, and I respect that because I'm not either. <laughs> I'm not good. I'm not good at all. And it's, I, I mean, that's that's that's. I think ultimately it's for the best um, that we're focusing our attention on something that needs to be focused on. But, um, you know, one of the things in the program that Jerry and I kind of came up in and something that always kind of bothered me or or I I wanted more from. And um, mm-hmm. so I don't want to blame the program, but I was always looking for more was that I would go and and um, and go to a meeting for an hour or something like that. And then I would have the rest of the day and I would never feel like even though, you know, I've got the book with me and I can always check in there. Uh, but that there was all these other things and that sobriety doesn't, uh, it doesn't happen in a bubble. It doesn't happen in a vacuum, right? Mm-hmm. We're not just, we're not, yeah. we don't get to just recover and then do everything else normal. And so I imagine that in the next hour or whatever, we're going to talk about stuff that's going on right now because it's affecting every single person. And um, as two white guys, we are probably going to get some things wrong say some things yeah. that seem ignorant, say some things that right. seem um, tone deaf. Um, yes. And all I can say is, you know, we're still working our recovery and and doing our best with what the fuck is going on. And, and I, I, I would say the same to anybody else out there listening that it's a practice, it's a, it's a process, and it's not... We don't know. We're just making it up as we go along right now. And, you know, the thing mm-hmm. I think the thing that's that feels so different to me now, because police killings, you know, um, the police killing black men and women in America has been going on since since before America was a country. Right. Since before police were right. police. <laughs> so this yes, is not since before police were police. Yeah. <clears throat> This is not something new, but I think with the the advent of, you know, the heightening of social media and with everyone having a camera on their on their person and even though there was no ambiguity with some of the other cases that came before this one, this one feels like there is absolutely it is unambiguous what had happened. It's unambiguous that the police officer put his knee on a man's neck for almost nine minutes. I've never been in that situation. I think maybe in the, you know, like, I don't even know, grade school, maybe in a tussle, right? Like, right. but never mm-hmm. for my life. And so there's no question about what's going on here. There's no, there's no gray area. There's no, oh, the, the tape was grainy or, you know what I mean? Right. I think right. that's there's, the there's difference. There's no devil advocate <clears throat> moment, which I feel like sometimes... Uh, I have fallen into for the sake of being obtuse or for the sake of being argumentative or I would do this whole I've had a really big uh, change during these events like as far as like the way I looked at things right because Mm -hmm. I was always one of those people where I was like everything's a shade of gray you can't look at things black or white and I still feel that way to an extent 
but I feel like I don't know, man. As in regards to the, as I gotten older, my opinions on the police have changed, have wavered. Because when I was a young man, I, 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 I was in trouble a lot with the police, and I've dealt with the police mm-hmm. abusing their power on me personally and on people I care about personally, you know. And so I had an opinion there, and so now I have an opinion now, which is. I don't know. It's not a positive one, that's for sure, especially watching mm-hmm. all this footage. You know, I'm like, yo, and that's someone's everyday fucking reality. That's not my reality. You know what I mean? So I need to get in tune with that and empathize with that and feel that rage and feel that anger. And then what do I do productive with it? You know, mm-hmm. here's the thing with recovery is when I first went into the recovery, the idea was I can't drink anymore. My life is unmanageable. Everything fucking is horrible. I cannot continue on this path. And as I went through my steps of recovery and as I go through them now, I realize, oh, this is now the, the pressing need is not to not drink anymore because I've, I cannot drink right now. Like today in this minute, I know that I'm not going to drink. In this hour, I know I'm not going to drink. It's pretty likely throughout the course of this day I'm not going to drink. So now my, my, my big agenda is how do I better myself as a person? Mm-hmm. So that I can avoid falling back into that relapse again. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying if you have air out there and you're in a relapse. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm not saying. I'm just saying this is from me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so every day it's about bettering myself. And so bettering myself is the need to feel empathy and the need to understand what's going on and the need to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes. You know, and hopefully my mistakes don't cause harm or pain or suffering to other people. And so this is a really good. What's happening right now is a good way for us to learn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it really is. And I think that's an important part of recovery. And, I'm, and I said it earlier, I'm so grateful that you were like, dude, our recovery doesn't happen in a vacuum. Because when we were talking pre-show, I was just like, what the fuck do we even talk about here? Like, what uh-huh. what relevance are my thoughts right now? You know, they're only relevant in the fact that my actions are more relevant than my thoughts, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, I think that it's... You, you talk about being on the precipice of a of relapse and getting better. And <clears throat> right. I have come to the summation that if I'm not getting better, I'm getting worse. It's one or the other. Word. Like the mm-hmm. stagnation doesn't – there's no like, oh, I'm just staying the course, you know. And I've talked about <clears throat> in the last several months with the coronavirus, you know, kind of cutting back the level – the amount of running I'm doing because I just want to maintain and I don't want to overexert my immune system and I don't want to overexert my right. body and get sick and so on and so forth. But in that was those steps, even though I was reducing them, was getting me better, right? So yeah. we're, you're, you, when I think about something like relapse and I, I've never been there and I don't think that it's right. – again, it's not, a, it's not a moral judgment. But you need to get yourself as far away from the cliff as possible. So like you said, the daily yeah. the daily need to drink is gone. So how do I get myself, keep myself away from that cliff? Like where do I want to go that right. is going to make me better physically, mentally, emotionally? And, you know, right now we're looking around and it's apparent that there's this bigger – and everybody says it, but it's like there's – it's a systemic problem. So – Oh, yeah. And but everybody says it because it's true. It is a systemic problem. Yeah. And the people who are who are being affected most directly and most violently and and most uh, atrociously are black men and women, black Americans. Right. Right. And so that is where I feel. And maybe I have a different lens on it because I am also, you know, in a committed, loving relationship with a black woman. So there's there's mm-hmm. something there. But 
I feel that that's where my attention needs to be right now. And I'm really grateful that that I do have the level of recovery that I do so that I can put my attention here and not feel so overwhelmed. Because I, I mean, I do, but I mean, she even, we were talking about <clears throat> everything that's going on and she said, can you imagine like being in like active addiction? And you know, she doesn't, she doesn't drink and she doesn't have a problem with alcohol. And she, her thing was like, can you imagine being addicted to pizza right now? And I was yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like, but it's true. Can you imagine like fucking, I yeah. mean, we, I've been there where it's like, yeah, let's get, I'll order a large ass pizza and some fucking couple things of chicken wings and maybe get a calzone and some breadsticks or whatever and i'm the only one right. here doing that fake ass yeah. thing i think there's a key and peel skit where it's like the fat dude on the phone like oh should we get one more pizza and he's talking to an empty room yeah. you know like mm-hmm. yeah but i being an active addiction right now and having to think about like well i need to make sure i have enough vodka i need to make sure i have enough whiskey and are there are there cigarettes to go with that and and you know right. making sure that whatever shitty food is on hand that i don't need to think about and can just you know right and right. and then yo, on is, top yo, of is that yo my is my coke dealer protesting right now can i hit up my <laughs> coke dealer or is he protesting uh-huh. yeah. right <clears throat> you not know not that say protesters are coke dealers see this is all talking about I'm trying to add some levity to this shit should we and you're making a joke saying but it's some dumb shit yeah but like, you're you know but I'm I mean. saying is that coke dealers can be um protesters too they can they can have you know a moral <laughs> stance on what is going on here I I I have to say right. that you know I don't know I don't know any coke de- dealers currently but you know they, I assume that they're multifaceted I, human beings as well you know <clears throat> so I think that that's that it's important to remember for me that that recovery is still fucking crucial and that I don't let it slip or slide. And we do this every week. And I think that that's so helpful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my girlfriend said to me the other night, she's like, thank you for being sober. I can, you know, and I think in her mind, she was, she was also thinking that I haven't been to a meeting in months. And she was like, she was like, you know, I think that, you know, she said, I look at you and I imagine that you are somewhat of a leader in your right. community of recovery. And like, maybe, you know, maybe you should do some like social distancing um, meetings at the park or something. And like, I, I think that, you know, AA is pretty out in the open these days, man. Like there's no, there's no way to, yeah, there's no other way to get around it. Like there's, and it's, it's definitely changing. Right. But I don't know. I don't know that I. I I don't know. She's right. She has a point. But she or the the thing was is that she was grateful that I was sober, and that meant a lot to me. Like because we don't talk about it a lot, and not that it's like hidden, but it's just we're just trying to live our lives. And um, <clears throat> it is a uh, it's it's more important now than ever because I need to be able to be right um, of service. <clears throat> to anybody and then you know like you were saying <clears throat> gosh you'd be out there in the streets were it not for the fact that <laughs> you don't want to get sick right and um i don't know that i would and i don't know that i necessarily have to i also live i live where i live and it is uh 99% white it is fairly affluent maybe not 99% and you know i that's my perception of it and that's my experience, right? I don't I don't that's those are the people that I have to do business with right. mostly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're doing we're doing we're seeing less and less people these days, which 
I think, you know, being quarantined probably yeah, led to absolutely. Yeah. fucking getting fed up yeah. and you don't have a job to go to. Fuck it. Protesting is my job. You know what I mean? Like, you work Monday through Thursday. If you can't make it, get somebody to cover your shift. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, um, you know... And one of the things, a couple of the things we talked about, my girlfriend said to me when I was asking, I was like, I don't know what to do and I don't know what to say. And she's like, she's like, I'm not an answer factory, you know? (laughs) I love that. That shit cracked me up. Yeah. She's like, I got all the answers for you. You need to go out and learn, learn, young man. You know how to, you know how to use the internet. Read. Google it. Yeah. You can even get some audio books and listen to it on your run. um, So that's something that occurred to me. And, but then. You know, she also said, go talk to your white people. They're the ones that need talking to. Right. Like, <laughs> and it's 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 so true because she's like, I've been dealing with this all my life and I, I don't want to deal with this. And so I try to listen as I've always done. I try to be of service. And if, if being of service right. is mm-hmm. sharing things that are of value to me on an Instagram post, like... You know the whole black square thing, and there was a lot of controversy about it. I, I did, did it, it too, and then I erased mm-hmm. it. Right, because you're like, oh, was it wrong? Was it, it stupid? Was it detrimental? Well, I don't want to muck up anybody's feed, especially if you're out there on the streets and shit's right. going down. Do you know what I mean? You're using Instagram for your fucking way of communicating. Then I'm over here like, hey, what's up? I'm virtue signaling with everybody else, even though it's coming from a place of empathy. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like the thing that I think of is like, okay. I don't know if it was stupid, but it doesn't have to be stupid if it can be the start of something, of learning something and going, okay. But I came, I went on the next day onto Instagram and it was almost immediate that like everything else, not all of it, but there was so much that was like, oh, here's the, the, all the funny cat videos and here's all the cooking videos and, you know, whoever else. And it was just so, it felt so fucking trite. And, um, it just, it doesn't seem interesting or it's not, it wasn't entertaining anymore. Like almost overnight, I was right. just like, this is pointless. And I wanted to, um, <clears throat> I wanted to share a story about work uh, that, uh, so we opened up our doors at the restaurant. We have outside seating. Some people come in and um, they're, everyone's sitting down and it's it's warm outside and we're doing the best we can and everyone's got masks and gloves well all the people who work there and you know people have to put their mask on if they're going to go to the bathroom and all this kind of shit and so you know we're doing the best to <clears throat> follow all the rules and at one point i go to bring something out or go to a table and this guy is um he's like so this fish and i said yes sir is everything okay so oh, it's, it's it's lovely but did it was there was there like a, a relish or like a, was there like a succotash at one point like that you peel off the bone? And I was like, I'm sorry, sir, is something wrong? He's like, no, 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 no. And, and I'm sitting there trying to listen to him and he's trying to describe this piece of fish that he had last year at the restaurant. And I was like, oh, I can't, I can't uh-huh. do this. Like the fucking world is on fire and you want to talk about a piece of fish that you had in 2019? Like, I can't, uh-huh. and I'm, like, I didn't, I just... Again, repeated, is there every, is everything okay? Oh, excellent. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. And I just left the table. But, like, it just seems a little trite and unimportant. 
I need to make money. <laughs> it's it's fucking bald face privilege. But at the same point, what do you expect from some like boomer white guy mm-hmm. in Napa? He's not going to come up and be like, hey, that fish was delicious. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Like, he's yeah. not going to do that. They all live in their it, bubble, just like we live yeah. in our bubble. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, <clears throat> they just live in their bubble and they don't even give a fuck because they're not affected in any way. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to kneel on that dude's fucking neck till he dies. Nobody's going to kneel on that guy's son's neck till mm-hmm. he dies. Do you know what I'm saying? So they don't got to think mm-hmm. about that shit, yeah. you know? <clears throat> yeah, it's it's really weird, man. I've been thinking about a lot of things lately and I'm just like am I an ally? Yeah, I'm absolutely an ally. And then I've like had this conversation with my wife and I'm like Telling her, like, well, where's my perspective? I'm like this white dude, right? Like, I didn't grow up with that. And she's like, well, Jerry, you're not white. You're, like, Mexican-American, right? You're Chicano. And I'm like, yeah, dude, but I look white. Like, for all intent and purpose, the police don't see. I don't, I'm not brown. Mm-hmm. My skin's not mm-hmm. olive. You know, like, I don't have the same skin tone as my siblings. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So to me, like, walking down the street, anyone in a position of authority is just going to look at me. They'll probably judge me by the tattoos. But at this point, tattoos have become so mainstream that they're just like oh i bet that guy's either a barber or a fucking butcher you know mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's like where's my place you know how do i signify myself it, it's it's such a strange thing and then i don't know man i'm just so glad you said this recovery doesn't happen in a vacuum because i still have to maintain my recovery and still be like my point i guess with this entire podcast is to feel empathy and to try to have some type of action that helps. I just want to help and I want to learn. And that's it. Yeah. And that's you say where's my where's my perspective? Yeah. Well, go get one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's what yeah. we got to do Word. here. That's Word. I feel Word. like I feel like that's mm-hmm. part of what the allyship is. Go get a perspective. Right. And um it it <laughs> it's I, just I I think that that's that's something hmm. to like okay, before when you were drinking and you didn't know how to stop and you were like I don't fucking know how right. to stop. I can't. I can't help this. I can't mm-hmm. help this. I can't. There's no way out. There's no way. I don't see it. It doesn't. It doesn't exist. That's how I felt for sure. It's, it's not, not there, there, right? Yeah. It's. Mm-hmm. It's. I am blind to it. And then somebody said, "Hey, mm-hmm. why don't you look at this book?" And I'm sure you were resistant, and you were like, right. "This is confusing." And what the fuck? You want me to believe in God? Boy, you want to come to your little cult meeting, drink some <laughs> shitty coffee, and listen to some fucking boomer and so what is where is the you know we talk about the (laughs) we talk about the miracle and and i think one of the things in the in the book is like most of them are of the educational variety that happen over months and years this is the same thing man this Mm -hmm. is the same thing we're we're blind Mm -hmm. to this shit we don't have a perspective we don't have the education we 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 have to we have to figure it out and there's no Right. You know, I mean, maybe there should be like a fucking uh, Allies Anonymous or something, you know, but like there's no there's no guidebook, man. I mean, there's lots of books. And, uh, you know, one of the things I realized, too, is Instagram, you go out there, everybody that everybody, at least in my feed. And if you go and check it out, there's so many resources of places to. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I've collected yeah. some of them, you know. So yeah. it's not going to it's not going to be it's like recovery, man. It's not going to happen overnight and it's going to be uncomfortable and you're not going right. to want to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're going right. to <laughs> Right. And it's like I've already experienced that that being pushed and pushing back and learning and falling down and getting up and fucking up and fixing it and you know, I 
It's weird, man. Like, even I really wanted to go out in March, but my fear of getting sick is overwhelming, right? And we always talk about not living in fear, but this is the coronavirus is some real ass shit, you mm-hmm. know? Like, that ain't no fucking joke. And I don't, and so here I am sitting here being like, I want to go out and have my voice be heard. But at the same point, like, I haven't even been to work in three months because I'm afraid of getting sick, you know? And also, they just lifted phase one. So technically, I haven't been to work in like three mm-hmm. weeks or whatever. You know, since since we were allowed to go back to work. Shit, my boss called me yesterday just to check up. How you doing? Are you still going to be a tattooer or mm. what? You know, like, she's like, you take your time. Do what you need to do before you come back in. I just want to see how you're doing. And, you know, there's been talk going around the shop that, like, you may just quit. Like, flat out quit mm-hmm. tattooing, you know. And, you know, because I haven't been around. I haven't been mm-hmm. there. I haven't really even gone like i haven't had any interactions with my my colleagues my coworkers, just because i've been in my quarantine bubble you know like i haven't been to a store since march 14th that was the last time i was around other people in public i haven't had a conversation with anybody other than my wife and like my family and the pizza guy and we're talking like set eight feet apart because i ordered a pizza yesterday for the first time in a month and he just like left it on a little chair also did you know domino's because i know you're not yeah. ordering a lot of pizzas but domino's has this little box it's like a little extra cardboard box they give you and it's called like the quarantine buddy or something. And they put the so, – so they can leave it on your doorstep so they don't put the pizza box just flat on the ground. It's like a little stand they put down now and then put the pizza box on top mm-hmm. of the stand so they're just not putting it in the raw-ass dirt, I guess. <laughs> but that shit is so funny because I like walk with Meg. I'm like, look, it's, it's like a quarantine buddy. Or it's just right. something stupid like that on there. But even – that was like my first social interaction with another human being in weeks where I was just like – you could just leave it there. And he's like, well, I got to watch you pick it up. That's part of our policy. You like to watch, uh, do you, like, buddy? you don't have to sign anything, though. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I got to make sure you got it so it doesn't get stolen <laughs> off your porch or whatever. And I'm like, cool, man. You know, all my empathy. You know, I'm just like, have a good night. Be safe out there. He's got a mask on. He's sweating mm-hmm. in his fucking pizza van. You know, like, so for me, the idea of me going out in a crowd right now, regardless of anything and this does that speak to my white privilege am i a fucking shitty person you know like these are questions i ask myself and who has the answer i don't know but am i gonna walk up to the first black person i see and be like am i shitty because i'm afraid of coronavirus and didn't march you know and they, what what is this random person gonna Until say you get the fuck you know, out of like, the face <laughs> get out you know yeah like leave me alone i don't want to catch coronavirus right you, motherfucker like get out no, of I, here you know i think i so, think health is a good concern i'm shot mm-hmm I just, I don't know, man. I'm trying my hardest. And I've always been, I always tried my hardest to be empathetic to people in positions of oppression. I've always felt like a, not soft spot's the wrong word. I've always felt a strong sense of empathy to people who are being oppressed because I have felt oppressed in my own life in separate mm-hmm. ways. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I get it. I get it to an extent. I don't get all of it, but I, I understand the feeling of hopelessness, you know, and that feeling of like, futility like i get it i just don't know what to all i knew what to do with that shit was go to aa you know or all i knew what to do with that shit growing up was just be me and avoid the people that were fucking kicking my ass you know like yeah it's weird it's it's just so surreal man we're just living in some really surreal times remember the 90s remember fight was great right yeah (laughs) jesus right so like i was thinking about this the other day in an argument you and i gotten into in like 1999 
and I think we were drunk, and I just seen Fight Club, and I was all tuned up off of Tyler Durden and all that shit. And I was like, yo, like spitting that same rhetoric that Palinuk had written where I was just like, we need another war. We need some purpose for our generation. We need to figure something out as Generation X. We're not doing shit. We're just sitting around being this and that and this. And you're like, you're so stupid. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, because I was all drunk mm-hmm. and on a rant. And I was washing dishes the other day thinking about that conversation. I'm like, yeah, we got our fucking war. And it fucked us all up. You know what I mean? Like we got nothing positive mm-hmm. about it. You know, and then not only that, but like we got all of those conflicts in those. I miss those days with the exception of being drunk. Like I miss those lackadaisical days of 1999 where all I had to worry about was going to the fucking coffee quarter and my tattoo. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's I don't know, stressful. Man. That's I guess it's just part of getting older. Isn't well, this is very different from um, from anything else. Like I was even I was talking to my mom and right. I, she's like. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, she's going to be 70 years old next year. And, you know, so, and she said, one, I've never seen a health crisis like this where it shut down the entire world. I've never seen the protests. And her thing was that a lot of it has to do with how quickly information spreads via the internet because protests that she Uh was aware of were in small pockets in areas of the country and or the world Mm -hmm. and they just weren't able to disseminate the information and say hey we're doing this over here you should do this over there 100 percent. and Mm -hmm. i think that that and now we've got what the largest global civil rights movement in history happening still Every single state has a protest in it. And, and and your mom's absolutely right. And you know what else it was too? It was that we were all on quarantine. Or we were all just rolling out into that first phase one with the exception of those few states that were just like, fuck it, let's open the <laughs> gates and see what happens. But everybody else mm-hmm. was at home. So all that everybody's on Instagram, everybody's on Snapchat and Twitter, and it's passing quick. And we got nothing to do. So they're like, what? I ain't got no job at the fucking Olive Garden anymore. Let's go fucking protest, mm-hmm. you know? And some of those people were like, let's throw a fucking mm-hmm. brick, you know? And I get that rage too. Like, I absolutely get it. I absolutely get that rage. I understand it. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I just, I can't, I can't, for anybody who's dealing with alcoholism right now, like, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I really am. And I would say that it's got to be challenging too to be able to not go somewhere and be connected and um not be able to have a physical human being you know because part of it is part of my recovery was learning to trust strangers and when i can't be around strangers Mm -hmm. enough to kind of get comfortable with people and know people and learn people it's difficult and so i'm not saying it's impossible and i'm not saying that it's not worth it um i talked to Mm -hmm. another friend of mine we do zoom talks and it's really helpful to just even if it is on a screen, and I try not to get angry at that, that that um, you know, oh, it's on a fucking screen. This is bullshit. This is the way the world is, right? Really, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Although I haven't done a Zoom AA meeting in a while, but I can vape during the oh, Zoom yeah. AA meetings. I'm just like, I go off screen though because <laughs> you don't want to. <laughs> and they come back and like vape will be coming out. I don't know why. I just don't want someone to be like. Is that guy vaping weed during the... And I'm not. I'm vaping nicotine. But anyway, go um, ahead. Keep Just going. that I try... Again, gratitude is the attitude, right? I know that sounds corny, but... Right. It's hard as fuck to feel so, that right now. So, like, that's part of what I do with my... In my journal now, like, what I end with is... And I'm grateful for whether it's just my health, for the sunshine, 
for my ability to be yeah. um, aware of things that I wasn't aware of. And I saw it and I knew about it, but like it was just a thing that happened over there. And like it really sucked and somebody should do something about it and it should be changed because that's not the way that anybody should live. But that's right. over there. And I've got, you know, cartoons to think about yeah. and I've got, um, you know, I got to make sure that dude likes his fish. I had some drunk guy who was saying some weird shit to a table like across the way. And I'm really thankful that his buddy who was with him had the wherewithal. He was like, blah, blah, something about the fearlessness of God or something. He was babbling some nonsense. And his buddy who was Mm -hmm. with him at the table was like, and we'll go ahead and take the rest of our dinner uh, to go. And I said, excellent. And I told the girl I was working with, I was like, you can go ahead and drop the check off at 46. Uh, I'm boxing up their dinner and we're getting them out of here. He's drunk and he can't. Can, and you imagine being your that yeah. guy's buddy, like with the, your drunk friend who just fucking can't mm-hmm. hold it together and just couldn't hold it together. Well, I thought we were going to go out for a nice dinner. <laughs> right? Here in Basically. Napa. You can't even fucking hold your Chablis or whatever. You can't even keep your shit together. And I bet you it's part of a pattern. Not to right. assume, but mm-hmm. I imagine if you're fucking getting mush mouth that's probably part of your pattern you know and it's just like god damn right. patrick i just wanted this fish and cash <laughs> on it and you're over here talking right about it was so and i and then at one point like i looked over and i didn't they left shortly thereafter but as i was leaving the table right to go get the the food all boxed up and get them to go i saw that his mask was just on the ground like next to him and i'm like oh yeah it does that i just don't is. need like and I, I was thinking like how am i going to a broach this because this is going to happen again and i think i'm just going to have to be straight yeah. up with people and be like look we're in a global pandemic and and you are welcome to be here but that behavior is not and i mean that's what it comes down to right because right. we're not we're not admonishing yeah. the people who have a problem with alcohol i never it doesn't help to shame them or admonish them but it's the behavior that comes with it no because we've both been that guy mm-hmm. we've both been that guy so who am I to anyway? Go ahead. I just it just hit me like a, when you said it. It's like, well, why would we? We were there. I've done mm-hmm. that shit. So we've done it to each yes, other. Yes, <laughs> yes, we have, but plenty of times yeah. with this fucking uh-huh. shitty behavior. And so it's like, that's the important thing. Is like it's it is this behavior that needs to stop. So I don't want to like attack the person, but it's important that especially in this health crisis that I can't have you loudly yelling at other tables with your mask half right. hanging on all like it just off. doesn't like yeah no this is not the this is not the appropriate place, place for that, that. yeah you, you have to leave and so mm-hmm. i think that's a, that's an extremely important distinction for anybody who has anyone in their in their life who's dealing with an alcohol problem is that it's the behavior because if i could drink if I could drink 20 drinks and there was no change in my behavior and I still behaved myself, I mean, you could argue right. that there are other problems, um, health problems that I'm going to have, but, Absolutely. but I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deny you access to a table, to a seat. Do you know what I mean? Now, mm-hmm. my own personal, you know, uh, issues with serving people, alcohol and and stuff like that like maybe i shouldn't do it because it doesn't feel right it doesn't feel like i'm really helping anybody by getting them another glass of wine but right uh, you know i like to have people enjoy themselves so it's it's a little weird there but i i think that it's important to remember that it's the behavior and not the person the person's uh, you know 
again, I don't know this guy, but I imagine he's fucking struggling with something. Or else he wouldn't right. be. <laughs> he's not having a great no. night if he's getting so fucked up. He's talking about the fearless love of Something. God to like some other person in a fish restaurant. You know? <laughs> Basically, and it's or a pizza, wood stove, wherever you right. work. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all of the above, yeah. man. Um, but uh, it's heartbreaking. So there's uh, all the maladies we have to live with as human beings. All of it. Every, all of it is just so overwhelming sometimes. And then it's just framed within this huge social upheaval. This uprising that's mm-hmm. happening right now, which is also part of the human mm-hmm. malady. You know, it's just sometimes you it's just is really overwhelming, man. Sometimes I just gotta like yeah, run. Listen to new Run to Jewels album. No, Have not you yet. yet. Are you a little run bit, to not like you, but I mean it's good. It's really fucking good, man. Oh my god. And they recorded a while. It's just anyway, this is not Jerry's album review, but it's good. If you're out there and you like hip hop, most definitely listen to Run to Jewels. Man, that's real. That's Killer real, Mike had man. Killer Mike's a real fucking yeah. guy, man. Yeah, he's he's uh, yeah he's something else for sure. Um, yeah, I I just I would I would say to anybody who who wants to have a drink or is having a drink and maybe thinks they should have a drink that it's not worth it. The problems don't go away. <laughs> they don't nope. go away. They don't. They just amplify. Right. They don't. And, they don't. They amplify. I mean, whatever program you find and however you find it these days, like stick with that until you find something else that works better and works mm-hmm. better and works better. And I mean, right. I, I, I don't know. We talked about maybe for our next show doing a zoom meeting and I think we should. And I don't know the lo- you think so. I was just thinking about the logistics of that the other day and I'm like, I'll figure it out. Work, I'll just put it up there and maybe, we'll yeah, talk about but, that um, um, because you also have people who have to be willing to consent to having their voices recorded and put on a podcast. That I mean, then I guess consent is when you sign into the Zoom meeting. I don't know. Anyway, that's okay. for outside. So of the I podcast. just <laughs> that's logist. That's a logistical. That's a behind the stage. Plan. Right. You don't see us stuffing the rabbits in the hats. God right. Um. So yeah, man. I I think that in this time, I. I continue to do the things. I do my push-ups, which I've been able to do more these days, which is exciting. Good for you. Um, I was you know, thinking about you the other day. I do my push-ups that. and my sit-ups. I go for runs when I can. I write in my journal, and I feel, you know, one thing. There's, I feel a certain level of purpose with everything that's going on right now, and trying. I don't really know like what my specific place in it all is. But mm-hmm. it feels good to go, okay, I need to learn some more about some things that I didn't know about. Yes. And it yeah. feels good to have direction. I, I honestly, yeah. So. Yeah. I think our job right now is to listen and learn mm-hmm. and to help. To help because we do have, we have privilege, man. Mm-hmm. Like we have we started this whole race like 10 steps forward just because of the way we look now you and i have not both of us have not come from like any type of blessed financial place do you know what i mean neither of us came from rich parents or parents who have money you know so we don't have that privilege but we have the privilege of the way we look so we can always help like i always feel like i gotta help because i just being born this way looking this way regardless of who my mom and dad are it's the way i look Mm -hmm. now you know as long as I don't say anything in Spanish, they they won't figure it out, you know, because it's hard. 
It's hard for me not to say shit in Spanish without mm-hmm. the accent. I know? think I think too, as far as yes, dude. helping for me is you know realizing, and I, I'm I'm thinking back. I don't even remember the racist joke exactly, but it was with um, mm-hmm. an old boss, and it was some. It was really kind of. It was just. It was bad, and it was dumb, and it was like not that I'm trying to say well. Make sure your racist jokes are clever, Jerry. Make sure they're smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it was just so out of nowhere, and I kind of just walked away and I didn't say anything. And that was mm-hmm. six years ago. And I was like, "Fuck, dude! Like, mm-hmm. that's not cool to not say anything. It's not cool to tell the joke, right? But it's not." <laughs> I was just thinking about this shit the other so day. So that's yeah. something that I am. Go ahead. I am committing to is that it's like. If something comes up and there's an issue, regardless of the situation, that I need to say something. I don't need to be angry. Right. I don't need to be mean, but I can just be straightforward and I can say that that's not okay. And I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really hoping that, that, that I don't have to, but like I, it's 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 bound to happen, and so I just need to be committed to saying something rather than saying nothing, which is what I've done in the past. Well, committed to your ideals, it usually disarms people, and people usually react with being mm-hmm. defensive. And at that point, you can just be like, "Hey, I, I ain't been doing these pushups." <laughs> you know, like this is this is Looking. it. This is real. Okay, you can be defensive. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that around me. Just don't mm-hmm. do that around me, right? Like I've have definitely worked worked with clients worked mm. with people i work with who have said some wild shit either racially or about people's you know their their sexual orientation or about people's gender and i would push back and then when it got a little too hot i would back up because at that point it just becomes a, someone trying to hurt my mm-hmm. feelings you know what i'm saying although there was a client who was visibly intoxicated and the tattooer tattooed them regardless and I was in this position where I was like, this person is really drunk. They're not too drunk as far as, well, this person's too drunk to be getting tattooed. Right. But it's not in my position to tell another artist that they can't make money. You know what I mean? I'm going right. to leave it up to their discretion because at the end of the day, the liability falls on them, not me. And so this drunk person getting tattooed, it was this girl was sloppy and aggressive. And at one point was talking about her kids who were biracial, but just kept dropping the N word. And it was really fucking pissing me off. And I didn't say shit about it. And nobody said shit about it in the shop. And I finally was over it. And I like slapped the fucking massage table and stood up. Because I was about to be like, hey, don't, you don't talk like that in front mm-hmm. of me. I don't respect it. You know, like you have to have respect in the shop. And then as soon as the, the, the other tattooer saw me slap the table, she's like, okay, we're done here. And started wrapping this girl up. And then I, sh- I still to this day regret that I didn't stand up for my morals and stand up for my i regret a lot of that that i didn't stand up for my for the way i feel about things and the way it affects other people with that attitude that you that this other person walks around Mm -hmm. with you know believing that shit and then is my pushback going to change their mind nah it'll probably reinforce the way they feel you know but i just think that it's i I think that it's completely within your power to say that is not acceptable here i do not accept that here. yeah word i do not accept that here word if that is and and I mean and right. 
we all have to make a fucking living, right? Like it's it's really painful right. and difficult when it's like, well, what is what is more important, my paycheck or my my ideals? And that's a that's a shitty place to be Word. too, because like, yeah, you can say I I could have said, hey, that's not okay. Hey, where are your bosses? Do your bosses know you talk like this? We need to talk about this because mm-hmm. if something's not going to be done, then I need right. to leave. And like, that's a hard thing to do. For a lot of people but i i really yeah. really think that yeah. for me like it's more important to be committed to not accepting behavior that doesn't fall in line with my my ideals not fall in line but like that doesn't right do you know what i'm racist saying? ass shit coming from a place though of like Yes, right? So now I'm coming from a place of how I feel about it instead of the greater narrative of how it affects others around me and how it affects culture around me and how that is an indicative part mm-hmm. of our system and a part of our culture is that's acceptable. That because your children are biracial, all of a sudden you feel like it's your divine right to use a racial slur. Do you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like that is just part of the, her cult or that person's mm-hmm. culture, you know? Like, it's just this big cultural, not a part of their culture in a positive way. I mean, it's like this big cultural thing now where I'm looking at it from my perspective because, of course, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm me. So everything is affecting me and I have to like really zoom out. It's all about, just like in recovery, finding your right size, you know, and finding my place in the universe. And my place in the universe is not really necessarily important to the universe. You know, it's important to my tiny little solar system with me and my family and you and the people I love and care about. But in the greater scheme of things, it's how I affect the people around me in a positive way is what resonates out past all this mm-hmm. shit. And this, I don't know, man, this system, the systemic shit, it, it, it needs, it, it needs a change. And I'm hoping this will change it. I'm hoping with all my heart and I'm trying to figure out what I can do. And like you said, I, I know this whole podcast is Jerry being like, what do I do? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> fuck, fuck, don't drink. What do I do? You know, but you actually... It's a lot we're grappling with. It's a very weird. So here's something that just occurred yeah. to me, and uh, but yeah, I mean, you you figure it out and you learn, and it's uncomfortable to learn when you when you mm-hmm. you right. didn't always know how to draw good, right? Well, maybe you did, right? But... <laughs> yeah, I was born this way, man. I was born so. There's a so w- one of the one of the um, black men that I love listening to speak is James Baldwin. And I've never read any of his books, mm-hmm. but um, and he 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 talks about how black people, and I think, and I, I'm gonna get this wrong. If somebody wants to correct me, wants to give me, and I'll have to go find the exact source. But he talks about how a black man has to live like their the brain is. There's two different brains going on, two different thought process. Because there's like, I just want to live right. my life, but then I also have to think about how my life is being perceived by white people around me, and I need to be careful about the things right. that I do, because um, white people will perceive me incorrectly, and then therefore my life will be at risk. And he's just yeah. amazingly like he's fucking next level. So if you are curious about what to listen to or what to read i would say and i have not read any james baldwin and that is on me to go and fucking do that but what i'm hearing now from people from white people is um i'm really concerned about my behaviors and what i say and how they'll be perceived by black people and it really makes me uncomfortable because i don't want to like i want to be able to say what i want to say but i don't want to do it wrong and it's the exact same fucking thing 
without the police brutality, without the fucking death, without the um, oppression and racism, right? So it's like, oh, you're, and all we're talking about are some hurt feelings and some confused thoughts. And like, that's the consequence yeah. of trying to figure it out. So I'm going to keep fucking trying to figure it out, you know, because it's not, it's Me not too. fair that my girlfriend's upstairs neighbors are, this sounds like they're moving fucking furniture, dude. I swear to God, like it would be like, yeah, really? Like not just, you know, oh, you're stomping around, but it's like, oh, is it time to move the couch again, honey? Like, and she's like, can you go up there and yeah. say something? Because in her mind, she doesn't want to be the angry black woman. So she's, she yeah. is re, she has to think twice about her actions because she's worried about what white people right. are going to think about it. And like, right. That's fucked up, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think that, what do we say? And, <laughs> you damn. know, so, so like it's uncomfortable. You're worried about how you're going to be perceived as some ignorant or tone deaf white person. Well, welcome right. to the fucking club. What do we say in right. recovery? Get get comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe this whole thing is the correct set of tools in which to learn how to be a better human being. Right. Correct. Right. So, and I guess it so, is. so how do I? How, should yeah. I? How do I rewrite the steps, the twelve steps for white people understanding racism? Right. Right. Uh, exactly. Like step, step one, one. You know, fucking realize realize you are powerless over your fucking privilege. You know, <laughs> you're well, no, you're not that, powerless I thought about over that your too, privilege. But you're though. not. You're Boom. not. Yeah. But I mean, you feel that way, um, or you're oblivious. Maybe not powerless. Well, but you're, you're oblivious. Maybe realize, realize you're oblivious, you're oblivious to, your privilege, to your privilege. You know? Step two. Because we yeah. did, we started a race way farther forward. That's the only way, that's the only analogy I can think of for it. I mean, there are other ones. I can see all day and throw them mm-hmm. out there, but, you know. And like I said, I, I can throw up my badge and be like, yo, I'm Mexican-American or whatever, but, like, that doesn't count for shit. That doesn't count for no, shit. Not, yet, not in this you know? conversation, perhaps? I mean, it does, it does, not in this it does conversation. count for your experience, and it is important about who you are, because yeah, your voice know, does have value. And I'm not looking for reassurance. Right. I'm just like... I'm not looking for reassurance. I guess you know what I'm kind of mentally doing a little bit right now, putting over this podcast is like, I'm like, listen, I look white, but I'm still cool though. You know, like you're not going to catch me in some new balances. Mm-hmm. You know. Oh yeah, those are the Trump shoes, the new balances. That day. The, the new balances, the Trump shoes. They, MAGA don't shoes. tell Joe. <laughs> I don't want to get into politics, motherfucking MAGA night and the new balances. <laughs> MAGA night and the new uh, balances? Is that like fucking... T- you know what I'm saying? That's like my new fucking Michael McDonald cover band. <laughs> Except I love Michael McDonald's music, and Michael McDonald's music is actually has a lot of fucking soul mm-hmm. to it. So that'd be more like my Kid Rock cover mm-hmm. band. Kid Rock and Yellow Wolf. Kid Rock and Ted Nugent. Just like some old country fried uh. vibes. Man, but I, I, even with our listeners, I don't want to alienate anybody. I don't want anybody to listen to this and be like, those guys are two fucking liberal assholes. They're not talking about recovery anymore. They're getting all political. Even though everything around us is political, it now, is. you can't even get recovered without some type of politics. Man, I had a meeting. A lady would just start talking about Trump, and I'd have to get up and walk out. Because I'm like, this is not helping no. my recovery. I'm listening to your fucking diatribe. Like, someone needs to check you, and it's oh. not me. I'm going to go vape in the parking lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think that being racist has to be political. Uh, I really don't. I think no. that, you know uh, what I mean? There's right. racists and there's anti-racists and like, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. And a lot of us are stuck figuring it out in between. It doesn't mean that we don't want to do better. 
It doesn't mean that, you know what I mean? Like they're still. Right. And we, we absolutely need to confront on a personal level. We need to confront our biases and we need to get comfortable with the thing we're biased against. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? That's the only way you can, as far as fixing it on a personal individual level on the greater, grander level, I, I got, I don't know, man. I don't, what am I going to be like? Go vote. <laughs> hey, all you fucking recovering alcoholics, get your ass out there and vote. You know, like all I know is like I've, my whole life, the things I weren't exposed to, the minute I exposed myself to them, I realized that they weren't as bad as I thought they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah. 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 So I, I, that's, I think that's, that's a huge thing. And I'm not, I'm not concerned about if somebody is, is interested in, perpetuating racist stereotypes i have no i have no interest in in aligning myself with them or they with me and so it's like right. i would say fuck off <laughs> you know what i right. mean so i'm not interested in yeah. alienating anyone who is interested in recovery no but yeah that's and that's that's a, that's a different thing and if there was somebody who right was, those are was two separate things. different political who po- po- if somebody wanted to argue policies, that's fine. And they had a different idea right. about the policies in which we govern ourselves, then I could do that and I could help you be recovered. But right. that's... Maybe part of your their recovery is realizing that they're an <laughs> asshole. Isn't that part of all of our recoveries? <laughs> I mean, that's... It's just part of all of our recoveries. It's just like you hit that spot where you fucking finally like all evened out and you're just like yo i need to throw this stupid red hat in the trash <laughs> wait there's other people in the world besides uh-huh, me right you know just balling up the fucking trump 2020 shirt <laughs> tossing it in the garbage yeah <sighs> i i guess we've just broken the line into political i mean point, i i you know, well i don't i don't really see any other way to do it from here on out and right. i really don't see any other yeah. way to to have it's too it's too big of a thing and it's it's changing the world entirely. It's all part of our narrative, it's part of our culture, it's part of our story now. It's part of our recovery mm-hmm. now. You and I are sober during a fucking pandemic with a riot a riot has happened in every single city, every single major city mm-hmm. in this country. Every state has mm-hmm. had a protest. And we're fucking like I said, we're in recovery in a pandemic during like some the greatest social upheaval in the United States, other than like the Civil War mm-hmm. of our generation. Mm-hmm. How about yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Wild shit. So dude. I was um I was reading this article, this Vice article about historians and how historians look at the present, and we are in what is called a quote unquote cool zone. And what do I mean by cool zone? Is that there are periods? It's not my house. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. You, you, no AC in there. I got the, I got my unit it's, for my room. It's not my. No, it's oh. just my garage where okay. I kick it because I'm so cool. It's my, my cool, cool zone. Oh. I'm like, yo, welcome to Jerry's cool zone. You want some sunglasses? Ah, uh, I see. My cool zone. But anyway. it's it was saying they were saying <laughs> what are the periods in history we love to read about? Right. It's um. Mm-hmm. Whether whether it's all like the upheaval and the, the revolution, revolution. Uh, World War Two, World War One, these are mm-hmm. these are cool to read about, but dear God, we would never want to live through them. And currently, we are no, living no. through what they would call a cool zone, which means in fifty years, which we we might we might make it fifty years. I think I'm closer to closer. Maybe if we're, if we're like in yeah. our 90s. Yeah. Um, this will be considered. Wow, you guys lived during the pandemic and the largest civil rights movement in global history 
wow, what was that like? Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh, I had to go fucking talk to some guy about a piece of fish. <laughs> yeah, it fucking sucked. I was I questioned mm-hmm. everything I did and also didn't want to mm-hmm. die. Yeah, right. Of, uh, on a fucking, you know, I didn't want to be intubated. Yo, man, the cool zone, man. It's There's a lot of, it's like my man cave, but it's my <laughs> yeah, cool zone. Uh-huh. It's a lot of like, fluorescent lights there's an old beer sign i don't even drink beer anymore i have a lining cooler really? here it's not up in my garage yeah it's just stuff behind a table i'm like what do i do with this it's big too it's like a 30 by 40 inch lining kugel mirror that someone mm-hmm. gave me and i'm like that's part of my cool zone though it's got an old kitty pool in it <laughs> right my cool zone welcome to the cool zone yeah. but yeah man welcome there's the there's cool just zone. there's a lot to there's a lot to take in there's a lot to think about and there's a lot of things that yeah we we as white people have not been confronted with and had been able to ignore mm-hmm. and it feels like to me that i can't ignore these things and like well within recovery looking inward at the aspects of myself that need to change despite this old thought pattern right isn't that what recovery is about we always talk about like those thoughts that yes. are in the back of your head say oh you're a piece of shit you need to drink you're nothing without me like Think the right. same thing about white supremacy. Think the same thing about white privilege. So the same thing about my white right. skin. Oh, you're nothing without me. You need me. I'm the only thing that makes right. you good. Like, what the fuck is that? They're fucking vampires, mm-hmm. just like alcohol. Those ideas are vampires. You think they're giving you power, but they're actually taking mm-hmm. from you. They're just sucking the life out of you. We need, to, yeah. And this is this is actually really appropriate for recovery because it's. <laughs> two dudes trying to change some shit about mm-hmm. themselves and that's where it starts yeah. that's where it always fucking starts that's mm-hmm. where it's that's where it has to start every single day for me i wake up and go okay sober day what are we gonna do what's the plan <laughs> happy, happy sober, sober day. day yeah you know and it's like whatever whatever actions you take to make your world better your family better yourself better whatever that means man like Think about those actions. Don't yeah. Be don't kinder. be afraid to recover. Don't be afraid to recover from any of this. Like it's mm-hmm. it's um it's time. The shit is the shit has literally hit the fan, and the fan is still is blowing yeah. shit all over the house. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to yeah. get cleaned up anytime soon, and you're going to have to fucking get used to nope. the smell for a while. It's going to be a <laughs> long long hard right job. you know yeah long hard hot hot job yeah real hot and there's nothing like a hot turd in the house man it is rough basically i've been there dog your dog is standing turd. behind it's, the I, fucking fan with diarrhea just let me know that it's time to mm-hmm. clean some shit up dad i need you to smell it and yeah. clean it up and fit yeah figure and out know what it. you've been yeah. feeding me might, might even get a little <laughs> in your mouth might get a little bit in your mouth that's gross but it's part you of the know? process uh, yeah man like, I, I am I, I don't know what else to say about it except that it's that, that whole yeah. that was one of the things get comfortable with being uncomfortable and recovery will come yeah work the steps mm-hmm. fucking talk to another alcoholic yeah, w- yeah. talk to another person talk yeah. to another person with with white reach white out privilege reach out to another another whatever yeah also we're still in a pandemic so wash your fucking hands right don't touch your mouth. Wear a mask when you go out in public. So that way, if you're fucking asymptomatic, you're not giving it to other mm-hmm. people. And fucking smash 
smash the fucking systemic fucking white supremacy. Let's do this right? shit. We can change it. Yeah. Yeah, change your change your fucking mind. It's not hard to change your mind. You're not going to have your brain's not going to fall out of your ear if you change your mind about shit. It's really not. And and wash your fucking hands. I just want to reiterate that. Y'all have some nasty hands. Dirty hands smell like soy sauce. I know this because I tattoo a lot of wrists. And I have to put a lot of grease oh. up and rub it up on your soy sauce-ass fingers. It's that musk scratching nuts and butts and just... just you know what I'm saying? Like, just oh. come so, on now. Um, what else was I going to say to you? Oh. I don't know. We just ended it with dirty hey, well, yeah, hands and I mean, dog diarrhea. Well, I just so. haven't seen any of your PSA videos for washing hands lately. The core. Duh. I'm done. I'm done. I, well, how am I even going to be? F- There's no humor. I'm just like, what's up, everybody? It's day number 80. And fucking our whole system is is fucking being changed, you know, in a furious way. Let's find. I have like no humor. About I know. About it I right know. Now. It's hard. This is the most humor I've shown all week. My poor wife. Yeah. This is me watching like. Being like, yo, I'm not watching CNN. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like MSNBC might work. I don't know. Where, where the fuck is the BBC? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I am. Um, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to have humor. I mean, my girlfriend and I will always be like, we're like, ooh, is that, is that racism? Ooh, you need to... somebody needs to change their diaper like you know like yeah oh no yeah no exactly the one at the shop like yesterday somebody was like hey the phone's not working at the tattoo shop what's up why is the phone not working and i was like antifa broke it and then i was just like just had this idea of antifa coming in just tearing the phone and leaving running off just being like i'm an anarchist you know like you know antifa that shit come on now boy the new uh, i'm not even gonna get into this oh um there is no Antifa the way you think no. it is. If you think Antifa is the way it is, you you got to do some do, research. Yeah, it's Oh, did you see that thing I posted on my Instagram stories about Pat Robertson, fucking the the new leader of yes, Antifa? He's like, "That's not cool, man. That's not cool." <laughs> Come on, Trump. Pat That's Robertson not cool. is telling you Pat it's Robertson. not cool. He is going into the shady twilight of his life. Like, it's just the golden hour. And I was like, dang, I haven't... My nana used to watch 700 Club like a motherfucker Uh when we were kids. And now I see him and I'm like, god damn. Ghoulish. It's it's the golden golden years. It's not even golden anymore. But I mean, for Pat Robertson to be rebuking Trump? Oh, boy. Their words don't mean anything, though, dude. None of those dudes. It's funny, but their words don't mean shit. You know? So, in anyway. conclusion, um, I guess we've, we've passed the line of political discourse, and I, I don't know any other way around mm-hmm. it. And I, I, I certainly am. I, I think that you know, going into the future, Jerry and I are certainly we're interested in keeping conversations to alcoholism and and recovery and and all that stuff. Right? I mean, it's important, and it really is. It doesn't matter. Everybody. I can't I can't help change someone's mind if they're drunk. And right, so right. whether we agree or we disagree, I would much rather you be sober. Because I would much rather have a conversation yes. with you sober about other things that are important mm-hmm. as well. So right. um take care of yourself. Listen, yeah. learn. Um it's gonna be okay. Live, Live laugh, laugh, love. <laughs> or um yeah. Yeah, and you know, I, I, uh, it's it's a hell of a time to be alive, and it you don't need to be being drunk and being hungover in these days. is It's not worth it. 
it's just not worth it. It's worth nope. the time and energy and putting into recovery. And Jesus, Jerry and I are coming up on six years and five years respectively. Dude. Yeah. I'm going to have to make my own cake. This You're year. not getting one no, <laughs> out there? I'll bet I'll have one delivered because it's not like you can get a chip and a cake from a Zoom meeting. <laughs> right? You can't. I never got a cake mm. anyway, though, but yeah. Mm. This will be my year. I'm going to treat myself. You deserve it. Fuck yeah. Thanks. You deserve a cake too, man. A nice vegan, whatever. Right? Um, shit you're probably eating some. <laughs> It'll be like dates and walnuts. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. Our music, as always, is by Neglect. You can find more of his stuff at neglect.bandcamp.com. And you can find us on all social media platforms that matter Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can reach us at a is for alcoholic at gmail.com. Talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs>